Welcome to the Hidden Orchard Podcast. On this podcast, we will explore the deeper concepts and the intersection of Jewish wisdom, the New Testament, and science. We will bring you fascinating insights from the ancient and modern sources, all with the goal of improving and getting the most out of life. Visit our website at thehiddenorchard.com to subscribe to our newsletter and get more information like this. Now, today's episode. If you've noticed, the wisdom of the Bible calls us to view our lives through a different lens than we're accustomed to. Instead of viewing our actions and experiences as isolated or disconnected singularities, we're challenged to hold a more holistic view. This is especially true when it comes to money. In Deuteronomy we read, You shall not bring the fee of a harlot or the pay of a dog into the house of your God in fulfillment of any vow, for both are abhorrent to your God. That's Deuteronomy 23.19. If you look closely, there are actually two dimensions to this passage. First, we're warned against using money from ill-gotten gain for sacred purposes. We're taught that how we earn our money matters. Elaborating on this passage, Rabbi Jacob ben Asher, also known as the Torah Ha'orach, writes, The Torah legislates while it cannot prevent harlots from using some of their ill-gotten gains to give charity, Proceeds from sinful activities cannot be accepted as something sacred. Instead of cleansing themselves from sin, they would sink deeper into the moral morass that they've already put themselves in. Now, the second principle calls us to look at what will result after our transaction. In the example of the dog's fee, we're taught that money that could potentially be used to harm others needs to be considered. Continuing on this passage, the Torah Ha'arach says, The Torah legislates something similar concerning the proceeds from selling a dog. The Torah singles out dogs, seeing that people who hunt by using dogs, or people training dogs to attack potential intruders, contributes to many innocent people being harmed by such dogs. And he goes on, and the full source I've quoted in the article. In essence, we're called to think upstream, that's where our money comes from, but also downstream, how it will be used, and what activities it will ultimately support. Though it seems a certain degree of separation reduces this impact on us, we're encouraged to be thoughtful in the immediate exchange. In Talmudic times, the Jewish people were scattered throughout the Roman Empire. It was unavoidable that Jews would have to purchase goods from people who didn't hold similar morals and ethics. For this, the sages offered their wisdom to navigate these difficulties. For example, the rabbis warned in the Talmud, against giving money to shopkeepers who decorated their stores for idolatrous festivals. It could be assumed that they would use that money, at least in that time frame, towards idol worship. To avoid supporting such activity, the pious are also encouraged to look carefully to be sensitive to the signs of how their money would be used and act accordingly. This might be the equivalent of researching a company's standards and values before we make a purchase from them. Additionally, Jews are not permitted to sell items that could be used to harm the public. Again, in Tractate of Vodazar and the Talmud, we're warned that the sale of certain animals to pagans is not permitted, as they might be sold and used in Roman stadiums. Further involvement in the building uh, and supporting of platforms and structures could be problematic, especially if they're used as a place of idolatry or a place used to administer death penalties. For this reason, Judaism promotes the ethic of donating to the study of the Torah, the study of wisdom. 
As Torah study itself is one of the highest ethics, financially supporting those who study can be just as powerful. In the Zohar, we see a pact made between the tribes of Zebulun and Issachar. Issachar would remain in the land studying intensely and deeply, while Zebulun would sail and engage in commerce, and they would use a significant portion of their proceeds to support Issachar. Often you'll notice Jewish books include a few dedication pages in the beginning, where people have paid to leave a dedication for their family members, both living and deceased. The spiritual blessings that come from such a donation reverberate beyond time and space. That's because when we invest in such a project, we accrue merit through the continued learning and the positive outcomes of that work. The challenge in our time will be to begin thinking about money differently. Though it doesn't align with the logic of the world, consider that $1 given to a good cause is far better and more spiritually elevating than giving $1,000 to a misaligned cause. Also, giving $1 with holy intention is more spiritually charged than giving $10 mindlessly. Therefore, we want to take an account of the resources we have and identify the areas we can better use our money in alignment with this wisdom, the wisdom of the Torah. Perhaps we will defund the corporations, services, and organizations that use our money for values we don't support. Of course, these corporations may not miss our money, but we can rest knowing that we're doing our part to stop our involvement in their efforts. When possible, perhaps begin to buy books from the publisher or smaller bookshop instead of a large online seller whose politics we don't agree with. Instead of the global coffee corporation, we might want to support our local family-owned shop of whom we are acquainted with the owners and also giving to the local economy. While it's extremely difficult to be 100% clean in this endeavor in our global marketplace, the sheer effort in attempting to purify our money will be of great spiritual value. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. For more information like this, again, visit our website, thehiddenorchard.com. Sign up for our weekly newsletter and look out for other articles posted there throughout the weeks. Reach out to us and let us know what you think of the show. Until next time, have a great week.